Hey, you guys, we got to tell you about Brez Coffee Company. Made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. I like the iCast Fireball mixed flavor, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. If you like dark roast like I do, then try the Critical Dark or the Coo Slayer Mocha Roast. Can't decide what you need for those all-night gaming sessions? Why don't you try one of their specialty sample packs? All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans. So stop buying that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to BrezCoffeeCo.com. That's B-R-E-Z-C-O-F-F-E-E-C-O.com and enter the code NCR at checkout for 10% off your order. Amazing! Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is and you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and we are back for another edition of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and returning we have like a phoenix from the ashes <laughs> Derek diamond uh it's good to have you back man it's been almost a month yeah it's been yeah we were talking about that before we started it's been i think three weeks since i've uh been on the show i mean it works work and life both have been pretty crazy so yeah two weeks uh, but, ago was a was a last minute call that for you not to be here yeah yeah i had some uh some life emergencies get in the way but it's good to be back though no i've i've, I've missed doing the show i know that you know you and some few others have been holding down the fort while i've been gone so it's good to be back yeah it's good to have you back it's uh <laughs> It's 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 fine to hold down the fort with friends, but when you're not here, it it does it. it it's weird. <laughs> I'm just like, Derek's not here. I don't. It don't feel right. It, it feels it feels wrong. <laughs> uh, I like to think the first week or so was like, oh, thank God he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Oh uh, man. So how no, is how's... everything going? Um, how's the how's the season going with the Wahoos? Not bad. We're over halfway through. Um, can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. August is going to be a little rough because we have another um, like back-to-back home series in the middle of the month, which sucks because if that were not the case, we'd be able to do a show on my birthday. Yeah. But but I unfortunately will have to work then. But once that's done, um, the team will be on the road for a couple of weeks. So I'll actually have a somewhat normal schedule and then wrap things up in September. Awesome. Uh, and just to let everybody know to uh, August 18th, um, which is Derek's birthday. Um, we're not going to, we're, we're just, I'm just going to take that week off and <laughs> we'll just recharge, play some games, uh, you know, get a, get a backlog of reviews ready to go and uh, kind of get caught up again. So, uh, you know, we're going to do our commentary track for uh, July pretty soon. And um, we're still we'll still do the extra episode for August, but uh, but just as far as regular episodes go, we're gonna be one short on the 18th. So everybody prepare, you'll be fine. We're not pod fading, so just just taking the week off. No, uh, I would make some type of tease that we would be pod fading, yeah. but uh, <laughs> and, I'll, um, I'll skip that today. I wanted to tell everybody too. We've been talking about this for a while. I talked to uh, um, our friend uh, Jester over at uh, Brez Coffee. Um, we're going to do a giveaway for our patrons, uh, just as a huge thank you, uh, coming up in August, um, uh, towards the end of the, I was going to do it on the 18th for your birthday, but we're not, we're just going to take that week off. So the week afterwards, we're going to do a prize package that we're going to give away to our listeners and, um, Brez coffee is going to give us a, uh, a bag of coffee to give away. I am going to be giving away a, uh, a Monsters Anonymous 
signed by cast and crew poster, uh, signed by cast and crew um, script, uh, t-shirt, and um, I think Derek's going to be throwing something in for uh, from uh, the Parker Syndrome. Yep. Still, um, still working on that. Um, it'll likely be either like a signed mini poster or a kind of like what you're doing, a signed copy of the script. And uh, a few other little little bits and pieces we're going to throw in there in the prize package. So um, if you want to be a part of that, uh, um, everybody's already a patron. You're already in the running. And uh, if you want to be a, uh, if you want to win that prize package, uh, you know, go sign up over at Patreon and uh, keep our keep our ship afloat here at the Nerd Cave Retro uh, podcast because that that definitely helps keep the lights on, pays for our server fees, and basically just helps us do stuff around here and keep us on the air. So go help us out over at Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And um, so as far as my week went, um, what have I been playing? Well, I played a lot of... uh, I've been playing a lot of um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out lately. I've been streaming it and um, trying to get better. I I can get all the way to Sandman, and uh, he, he... cleans my clock every time I get to him because I, I don't you to sleep. Yeah. I don't really know his patterns all that well yet. So I've kind of been practicing on him, uh, practicing him and, um, Soto Popinski. Those are the two that are giving me the most trouble. Then once I get done with those, then I'll move on to Mike Tyson himself and see if I, I've take, I took him down once as a kid using the code to get to him. Um, but I've never actually beaten the game. Like just, from beginning to end, like all the way through. So that's kind of my next challenge to myself is to be able to, to beat Mike Tyson's punch out all the way through. So that's, that's my plan. Nice. That sounds really cool. I, I recently downloaded the, the HD version of Skyward Sword mm-hmm. when it, uh, when it came out, been playing through, I haven't made it to the first dungeon yet. Cause I've only been able to play it kind of sparringly. Yeah. It's not bad. the The sword combat is a little interesting because you know it's a port of a Wii game. Yeah. So it had all the motion controls and everything. So it's taken a little bit to get used to, but it's not bad. I, you have to be a little smarter when you're fighting enemies because yeah. you can't you can't just you know hack and slash like you could in Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess or anything like that. With this, you have to actually kind of be more strategic. Which is adds a nice element to it. it just the, the controls itself have taken a little bit to get used to, but what little I've been able to play of it, I've enjoyed it. Well, to be totally honest, I don't know much about Skyward Sword because um, you know I played I played uh, Twilight Princess, but I never played Skyward Sword, so I don't really know anything about that game. I don't remember seeing any gameplay of it or anything, and um, I'm interested in playing it, but I want to kind of hear what you think about it first before jumping in. Because, of course, you know, after you had gotten um, uh, Link's Awakening, you know, you definitely talked me into going and playing that one. And that one was fantastic. Such a good remake of that game, which I wish they would do that for uh, for Wind Waker 2 uh, also. But um, I don't know. I... I I really wish they would do a Wind Waker remake. I think that's the next one that needs to be done. They did one for the Wii U, and I'm surprised that they haven't ported it over. That's what I, I'm. To me, I know I wasn't on the show to talk E3, but one of the most shocking things mm-hmm. to me was that they didn't announce any type of like Zelda package deal with like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Wind Waker. Yeah, that just seems I like was a no-brainer shocked. to me. A no-brainer whatsoever to just port it over. I mean, they've ported everything else over from the Wii U. Yeah. And the thing is, like, they already made an HD version for the Wii U, so you could literally just take yeah. that game <laughs> and put it on the Switch. Did you see the meme I made yesterday when they announced the Super Nintendo games for the Switch this month? Yes. <laughs> Why? And if nobody knows what we're talking about, they they announced yesterday... That uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. What are the two, the three games that are coming out for it? Um, the fact that you have to look it up really yeah, I, says everything. I never even heard. I, the only one I heard, remember was Claymates. I remember that one. 
Oh, shout out to Joey Image who's watching. Ah, Joey Image, what's up, brother? What's going um, on? Yeah, it's uh, it's Claymates, Jelly Boy, and Bamboozle. Like, are, what are you doing, like, Nintendo? Are you just like, you just ha- do you have a bin of old Super Nintendo games, like in the office, and you just reach in and pull out what you're gonna port for the month? Like, what are you doing? It's probably just a random thing. They're just like, oh, we'll reach in. <laughs> okay, we'll release that one. Chrono Trigger, nah. Earthbound, Earthbound? nah. Nope. nope. Jelly Boy, or whatever it's called. Like, really? That oh. should be my next review, Jelly Boy. <laughs> yeah, Jelly Boy. What the hell, Nintendo? <laughs> uh, Pepsi Man sounds like a better game. Yeah, I think so. Uh, are you ready to go into the news for tonight? Yes, sir. Good friend Armez Jackson uh, emailed us a story. It's from NintendoEverything.com. Dying Light Platinum Edition coming to Switch. The open-world zombie survival game Dying Light will soon be making its first ever appearance on the Nintendo platform. It's been revealed that Techland will release Dying Light Platinum Edition on the system this October. Uh, You'll be getting a whole bunch of content aside from the main game, four main DLCs, and 17 skin packs are included. Also, support for HD rumble, gyro aiming, motion controls, touchscreen, and local online co-op. I'm kind of excited about this. Love me some zombie games. Yeah, no, I haven't played too many of these, but this game does sound really cool. (laughs) Joey Image said, he said, I've been called Jelly Boy based on my gut. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's your new nickname now. I'm calling you Jelly Boy from now on. (laughs) Jelly Boy. Jelly Boy. Uh, Yeah, it, it looks like it's got some cool features, too. It's got the full game, an expansion complete with new story, a vast original map and a customizable buggy to drive. Uh, the Bozak Horde game mode with its own side story. Two additional quarantine zones, exclusive weapons and outfits, a madcap cosmetic pack, and a new game mode in a dark fantasy setting. So it, it sounds like it's going to be worth the money with all these bonus features. <laughs> Jelly image. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got to stop looking at the chat room right now. <laughs> Uh, it says uh, the Platinum Edition will be sold physically and digitally for forty nine ninety nine. That's not bad. And the box copies come with a map, survival guide, and stickers. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pick this up and uh, and maybe do some streaming of this in October. This sounds like a, a perfect October game to stream. And yes, review. it does. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd love to check this out myself as well. This looks so cool. I, I, I dig the... Uh, the cover art too because like i said i just got done with a um uh joey what's the name of the game that that you got me playing the zombie uh motorcycle game why can't i i keep thinking just cause but it's not just cause days gone geez i just finished days gone not too long ago which holy crap what a good game if you never played days gone derek you need to get on days gone dude it's so good after baseball's over, okay. <laughs> that should be your that should be your your holidays game to play. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Our next story comes to us from I am the Rampage. This comes from GamesRadar.com. I'm so happy I'm on the show to talk about this, by the way, because I I was like chomping at the bit. I know. That's why I gave you this story. I was like, I'll let him have this one. (laughs) Uh, Nintendo denies another Switch revision is being planned. It also denies claims of a wider profit margin for the Nintendo Switch. Is Do you call it OLED or OLED? I call it the OLED because it's just so much easier to say. Agreed. I call it OLED as well. Uh, Nintendo has denied reports of another planned Switch revision, as well as reports claiming wide profit margins for the Switch OLED model. Earlier today, on July 19th, the Nintendo corporate Twitter account issued the statement below. The statement, directed at both the company's audience and their investors, denies that the Switch OLED will have an increased profit margin over the original Nintendo Switch, and also denies, denies that another Switch revision is being planned. It's highly out of the ordinary for Nintendo to comment on speculative and unconfirmed reports. Ordinarily, the company would either ignore a request for comment or simply respond with no comment, mm-hmm. which that was kind of my thought, too, is that they normally 
don't comment at all on stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I thought that that alone was was interesting. But here's the thing about the OLED model. Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I to an extent, I get it. It's just an but, upgrade to an existing model. It's not like it's, yes, you know, it's not like it's a new system or this is to capture the people that haven't gotten a Wii, uh, 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 a, a switch, switch yet. And th- this would kind of push them over the edge to be like, oh, okay, well, it's got a better screen. You know, it's got a little bit more battery life. I'll go ahead and pick one of these up. It's for those people. The people that already have a Switch like me, I don't give a crap about upgrading to it because it's not worth the price to upgrade. I'm I'm perfectly happy with the Switch version 2 that I have now. Like, I'm perfectly happy with it. But I think it's still, it's a little too early to come out with a new system. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't, The Switch numbers are not hurting. They don't really need to have a whole new uh system come out and yet Joey did get uh a Steam Deck reserve. I'm really interested in the Steam Deck myself. I am too. It's very very tempting. And I need a new computer so cuz I I've, I've been looking into a gaming computer anyway. Me and Joey were actually talking about this a week ago. I want to I wanted to maybe build my own PC. Gaming PC. Okay. And it would be, you know, cheaper than buying one, and I could do it slowly and buy it piece by piece, put it together myself. But with this thing, the Steam Deck, it's like I would have that thing's more powerful than most computers that are out now, and I could do whatever I want with it. I can put Windows on it. I could play a. You could put Game Pass on it. You can. It, you can hack it to hell and back and do whatever you want with it. Like, why would you not want to get one? Exactly. Yeah, when that story broke, I was like, I need one of those, like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I might put my $5 down and reserve one for next year because it'll be almost 2023 before I could even get my hands on one, probably. Yeah. Because they're now, my... booked up to, to halfway through next year anyway. Yeah. But uh, my my just quick thoughts on the the Switch OLED model. I, I agree with you in the sense that it's for those who haven't like might be on the fence about getting mm-hmm. a Switch, and it might push them over the edge too. But I already have one, so unless you're going to do like a fully new Switch with you know vastly improved graphics, vastly improved battery life, whatever they're yeah. going to do with the next one. And I, I also think they should call it the Super Nintendo Switch. They should. And I cuz you know, I mean, what would you know, the Switch is kind of a dumb name. I mean, it's dumb but it's not. But Nintendo's always kind of had weird names uh you know, starting like with the the, the Wii. Wii and the Wii U and then the Switch. Why not? Yeah, just call it Super Switch. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Bethany Fox has joined us, the our community manager, who uh, will be welcome. Oh, who will be taking over for Mr. Derek Diamond next week on the show? Oh, and Joey also says Days Gone is more important than baseball. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, this next story also comes from Armez Jackson, uh, and this is cool because I just played this and reviewed it not too long ago from NintendoEverything.com. Streets of Rage 4 Mr. X Nightmare DLC footage has emerged for, for it. Uh, the game's latest DLC. Uh, and in the, the uh, there's a YouTube video of the gameplay here. Um, it is live on most platforms, but Switch players will need to wait just a bit longer due to an unforeseen issue, um, which I haven't read about. Let me click this little link and see what the issue is. Uh, let's see. Mr. X Nightmare DLC delayed. Um, the game is now at version 1.0.6. Uh, it still doesn't say why the Nintendo Switch has to wait. I wonder what the I wonder what the holdup is. Because it's available now, and if you played Streets of Rage 4, holy crap, what a good game that was! It looks great. Yeah, I know you talked about it a few weeks ago. I've watched uh, quite a bit of gameplay from it. It looks great. Uh, it says it says it all, it's it's actually out now the DLC which 
I I may go get that DLC because I want to play that. Uh, but it says that it should o only be a couple of days for the issue to be resolved. So hopefully well, that's not too bad. They'll get that worked out soon. Yeah. This next story comes to us again from I Am The Rampage. From GameRant.com, a canceled Sega Saturn Resident Evil game unearthed. Sega's ill-fated Saturn console may have lagged behind its competition in North America, but that wouldn't stop popular PlayStation games from being ported to the Saturn. Capcom treated the system especially well, but recently it was revealed that one major port never saw release on the Saturn. A user on the Internet Archive upload, uh, uploaded a scan of Saturn Fan number 20, a Japanese magazine dedicated to the Saturn and its then-upcoming releases. This 1997 issue is somewhat special as it lists a number of Saturn games that never saw a release on the system, including an entry in the Resident Evil series. The Saturn is infamous for its canceled Sonic game, Sonic Extreme, but a significant amount of third-party support is seen in the list, including Capcom's Resident Evil, uh, known as Biohazard, in Japan. And it's got an interesting list here. It's yeah. got uh, Guilty Gear, Biohazard 2, Virtua Fighter 3. I'm wondering what the Spielberg's director's chair is. I know. That's, that's very intriguing. Like, hmm. how would you make a game about that? I don't know. X2. Is that uh, X-Men related? <laughs> was X-Men out at the time that the Saturn was out? Uh, let's see. X2 came out in 03. So this uh, no the the Saturn would have been done by then because the Dreamcast was already out. Oh, so that's that's weird. But I I love hearing stories about this about you know games that never saw the light of day. I don't know if like if anything was like if part of it was made or or what, but mm -hmm. it's still pretty cool. I'm sure the uh, it'll pop up somewhere every, every week. This is like the first week in what, like a year there hasn't been some unearthed, uh, you know, demo of some game or, uh, you know, like whatever, like, like stuff that just never got released that yeah. somebody finds like in a garbage can under a tree somewhere. Yeah. That's, uh, I'd love to see if something like if this game was partially made and I'd love to see some footage from it. If that's the case. Yeah. Uh, our last story tonight comes from, of course, Armez Jackson, who makes my job so much easier here. <laughs> He's always sending in cool articles every single week and rampage too. between those two. I don't have to do much work for this show anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is from NintendoLife.com. Evercade's Renovation Collection 1 will bring a dozen rare games to the system. Uh, the Evercade is a rather intriguing physical-only handheld that we liked in our review last year, while a home console iteration that supports a multiplayer, uh, Evercade VS is coming soon. A little over a year, the system has built up a unique collection of physical cart releases and bundles that has certainly attracted an eager audience of retro enthusiasts and collectors. Um, let's see, Renovation Collection 1... Uh, the cart will have 12 games that were originally published by Telenet Japan and also Renovation in the U.S. They never made it to Europe via either publisher, but Blaze Entertainment has teamed up with Edia Company Limited for the official rights to bring the collection together. Full list of games is below. Arcus Odyssey, Beast Wrestler, Dino Land, El Viento, Exile, Final Zone, Guiares, Grenada, or Granada, however you pronounce it, uh, Sol Deche, Trasia, Valus, the Phantasm Soldier, and Valus 3. They're all from the 16-bit era, with only Arcus Odyssey seemingly making it to the Super NES. So this is quite a little collection of games that's going to be coming from uh, from them. I might yeah. have to see if there's a demo or whatever, because I've never played any of these games, but if they're from the Super Nintendo era, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, sign me up. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it. I um, do too. But now we're about to do something we haven't done in three weeks. <laughs> we're going to do some video game history. <laughs> July 27th of 1989, Nintendo releases Mother in Japan, the first of a trilogy of role-playing games produced by celebrity writer Shigesato Itoi. 
when, when in America, it's known as Earthbound, which as we will Earthbound. never see. <laughs> <laughs> never see again. No, so Nintendo actually did something really cool for the Wii U. They released the original Mother uh, as Earthbound Beginnings mm-hmm. on uh, on their virtual console, and it it wasn't as fun to me as as Earthbound, which in Japan is Mother Two, mm-hmm. because you know Earthbound is to me one of the greatest RPGs ever made. But it was still cool going back and kind of seeing the beginning of that franchise and i'm still waiting for mother three to eventually come out in the u.s because it it never has for some reason or another Mm -hmm. i don't know why i would love to play (laughs) it but it just hasn't been released yeah uh joey image asked me have i played wallachia yet and yes i did i got it for the switch when it came out last year Uh, i think i reviewed it I have to go back through the archives and see what episode that was. I think it was last summer or, or whenever it was released. I got it as um, soon as it was released. I think they gave us a code, too, that I gave away on the show. I believe a, you're right. I can a, look at the archive real quick. Yeah, it's a, that's a really good game. It's sort of, a um, if nobody's ever played it, it's like a uh, more kind of realistic version of Castlevania. If, uh, so if you're into the Castlevania sort of story, like with, you know, Vlad Dracula, you're actually going up against like, you know, the dude that was actually based, uh, they based Dracula on like Vlad Dracul or whatever his name was. Like he's like the main bad guy. So yeah, yeah, I played it. It's great. Yeah, that was released. Uh, that episode was November 12th of last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great game. Which is, which is also my fiance's birthday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Freddy versus All has joined us in the chat room. Um, Welcome. And he said, yeah. Mother 2 and Mother 3 are the better ones. Yeah, I really want to play Mother 3 at yeah. some point. They never put On... that in America, though, did they? They never mm-hmm. ported that over, did they? Mm-mm. Hmm. No, for some reason or another, they never did. There was, I remember there was originally going to be an Earthbound 64 for the N64, but mm-hmm. it was it was canceled. Because I remember there was like a story on it in uh, Nintendo Power. Or it might have been some other gaming magazine too, but I remember it was like a big deal. Yeah. And then it just never was never completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 31st of 1989, Nintendo releases the Game Boy handheld console in the United States. Never and I remember... <laughs> yeah, it, it was the... It had very minor success. Yeah. But no, I I have very fond memories of of playing the Game Boy, you know, on summer trips, mm-hmm. playing Tetris, Super Mario Land, that entire trilogy. Uh, the Donkey Kong Land games were a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of fun games for the Game Boy. It's crazy to think that it was released in '89 because I I always think of it as like, you know, around the time of the Super Nintendo, like '91, maybe '92. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was around for that thing lasted 13 years, I think. To like 2002, so that thing had the lifespan on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was around as long as the PS2. That's nuts. I still wish I had my old Game Boy. I know. I, I still have mine somewhere. I just don't know where it is. I found one. Uh, when We went to a flea market a few weeks ago, and they had one at such some, like, you know, random... Um, shop or whatever, but like it was just in terrible condition. Yeah. So there was no way I was going to get it. But I was like, oh, I remember these things. I found a new shop at the uh, the Mobile Flea Market. Um, guy had some uh, Nintendo uh, Advance that I want to go get. I think he was only asking like forty dollars for it each one. He had like five of them. He was like forty bucks a piece. Like, hmm, I may have to come back and get one of these. Yeah. Hmm. I need to go to that Mobile Flea Market I know. again. They got some new stuff over there. It's nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. July 27th, 1990. One of my favorite games, Nintendo released Dr. Mario for three Nintendo platforms. I still, to this day, and thank God they put it on the Switch, on the NES shop, I play Dr. Mario all the time. That is probably in my top three just go-to games just to sit and play. I I know I'm in a minority here, but I like Dr. Mario way better than I like Tetris. 
and it's I'm surprised they haven't done like a Dr. Mario 99 yet. You know, you're right. I haven't never thought of that. A Dr. Mario 99 would be insane. It's perfect for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. And I, I haven't played Dr. Mario as much as you. I was you know, more of a Tetris fan. Mm. But it, it's one of those games that you can just pick up, and next thing you know, an hour and a half's gone by. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. game just sucks you right in. And it's it's similar to Tetris, but it's different enough to where it's not like a carbon copy. Yeah. Which I like. But yeah, Dr. Mario 99 would be fantastic. Yeah, Joey said uh, his wife is in love with Dr. Mario games. She used to play it with her mom when she was young. So next time I come up there, me and her will just have to sit and, and play uh, Dr. Mario uh, for a few hours because I love that game. Like, it's... Yeah. To, like you can't get a lot of people hate it, and I don't know why. It's like it's almost like the, they get offended if you like it and you don't say anything about Tetris. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Tetris, but something about Doctor Mario, man, that that music like gets stuck in your head and like and you just like trying to kill all the the viruses. I'm like, it's just awesome, and I, I know. He's got, you know, he's already been a plumber. And how did he get his doctorate? Like, um, that's all I want to know. Did he have time to go get his doctorate between saving the princess and saving the Mushroom Kingdom? Maybe they'll tell that story one day. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, Dr. Mario was announced as a character in Super Smash Brothers Melee. Mm. Oh, yeah. And whenever you, because you have to fight him to unlock him like you do with all the other characters. And you heard that, that music, and I'm like, oh, this takes me back. Uh, yes, Bethany, there is a Bomberman 99. It came out, what, like about a month or two ago? Yes. I haven't played yeah. it yet. Um, I, I was never either. that great at Bomberman. I had the Wario versus Bomberman game for the Game Boy, and I, I was that. I was pretty bad at it. You reviewed that, didn't you? I yes, that I did. sounds really familiar. Yep, I did. Yeah, I was never a huge Bomberman fan. Something about that, I like. I like games like Dig Dug and things like that, but Bomberman just kind of never never tickled jo- my fancy. <laughs> Joey also points out he has his referee license too for punch out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a he's a referee, he's a doctor, he's a plumber. He's a gol- a professional golfer, you know, yep. like professional tennis player, yeah, professional tennis soccer player. player. Uh, he's a go-kart driver. Like there's nothing to do can't it's the mustache, man. It, it, yeah. All the power is in the mustache. The stash is king. <laughs> Which, speaking of Mario, on July 14th, 1993, one of my favorite games for the Super Nintendo, Super Mario All-Stars, is released in Japan. It featured upgraded 16-bit versions of the first four Super Mario games, and also, for the U.S. version, featured the debut of The Lost Levels, which was just Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. Joey says, Mario is Arnold, Luigi is Danny DeVito. I would actually watch a Twins... Uh, if they took the twins like movie script and just put like made an animated Mario and Luigi movie out of it, I would watch the hell out of that. Oh, for sure, that would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, but yeah. Super Mario All Stars is one of the absolute must-haves for any person collecting for the Super Nintendo. It, it has to be in the in your at least top ten must-have games for the Super Nintendo. Oh, 100%. It's four games in one. Yeah, you can't beat it. And plus, yeah. the, the like, Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3, like, one looks great on there, but 2 and 3 just look absolutely gorgeous. On I there. remember as a kid being blown away by the backgrounds, and yeah. especially Mario 2. Mm-hmm. It's, Mario 2 still looks great on the NES, but then mm-hmm. you add background, like scrolling backgrounds to it and bump it up to 16-bit. And it's absolute just gorgeous, that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Two more. We got July 5th, 1996. Night Into Dreams is released for the Sega Saturn. So this is a game that I really want to play. 
at some point because I when I think of Knights, there was actually a comic book miniseries done by Archie Comics, who I, also did the Sonic comic book at the time. Yeah, this looks really familiar. I think I remember seeing these comic books out at the time. Yep, and uh, Knights also made an appearance in Sonic Adventure when you're in the uh, Casinopolis zone. There's a Knights into Dreams uh, pinball mode that you can play because you have to like do pinball and other like arcade games to get enough rings to get the chaos emerald that's Mm -hmm. in the casino and one of those is knights themed and once you if you earn a certain amount of points or you collect a certain amount of rings you go through knights's like universe and you see him like flying around and everything so i don't know a ton about the knights game like i know the very basic story i know it has to deal with dreams and nightmares and things like that yeah but, you know, I never had the Saturn, so I never got the chance to play it. But. I mean, it's been redone several times. I mean, it was out for the Sega Saturn, PlayStation 2, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, and the Xbox 360. Yeah, so, oh yeah, and they did um, a sequel Christmas. for the Wii in 2007. So, I, I, I eventually want to play it. Yeah, there's one called Christmas Nights. <laughs> yeah, released in December of 96. I, like, I had no idea that was a thing. That looks awesome. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to, again, once you know my schedule lightens up a bit, I really want to check it out. Yeah. It's definitely on my list to review in the fall, for sure. Last one is yours, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, July 29th. Got so caught up in nights, I just lost focus. Uh, July 29th of 2001, 20 freaking years ago, (laughs) Pokemon Crystal is released for the Game Boy Color in North America, which is basically so when Red and Blue were originally released in the States, there was then a third version release called Pokemon Yellow, which that one adapted more elements from the anime. But it was one that kind of had a combination of like, so there are certain Pokemon you can only catch in red, and there are certain ones you can only catch in blue. Yellow is kind of the same thing, but that started the trend of that third version being released that's a little bit of a hybrid mm-hmm. of the two. And Crystal was the yellows, like basically to uh, gold and silver, what yellow was to red and blue, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, you. This was squarely for your age range, and I was already aged out of it because I remember seeing like when Pokemon exploded, especially like you. You went to Toys R Us, and the game section was just it looked like Pokemon vomited all over the shelves. It was just nothing but yep. Pokemon stuff, and I was so not into it. Yeah, I think I was like right on the edge of. Yeah, because I remember thinking, am I maybe a little too old for Pokemon? Because I think I was... Tw- when did Pokemon originally come out? I want to say it was 96. So I would have well, been... It was in Japan for years before it came over here. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, it was released in 96 in Japan. And it was released in 98 in the yeah. States. So I would have been 12 when it came out in the States. So I was like, maybe a little too too old for it but i still played it and still Dang. very much enjoyed it i actually i i broke out my uh, 3ds not too long ago and was going through all the games i had downloaded for it and one of them was pokemon yellow oh. so i've been so i've been playing it as well i've <laughs> kind of been back uh, flipping back and forth between that and skyward sword that's cool uh freddy versus all said the first time you can play as a female character was in crystal yep i forgot about that but I did not know that that is that is true. All right. But yeah, well, that wraps up this month in video game history. Before we go into the review for tonight, I'm going to, uh, as tradition, we're going to let Derek do the shout outs tonight. So as always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Axblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Tyler Watson, Brandon Rutledge, Gus and Penny, and Matthew Salmon. Thank you guys so much for your continued contributions to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. Keeping the lights on for us, if you will. And we will be doing another commentary track, um, hopefully this weekend. Uh, We haven't quite decided what we're going to do yet, but regardless of what we do, it's always a fun time. I've never been... 
I've never left a commentary track we've done and said that was terrible. Have you? Some uh, of the things we watched have been terrible. Have you gotten a chance but, to watch the new Resident Evil series on Netflix yet? I have not. I'm about four episodes in, and I'm not enjoying it. I've read very mixed things about it. Because I was thinking that would be perfect for us to do a commentary track for, because it's so new. But I don't mm-hmm. even know if I want to do a commentary track for it. It's kind of boring. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. I didn't mean to sidetrack us. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it would be one thing if it were bad, because then we'd at least have fun doing yeah, the commentary track. Yeah, it's not track, even, but... like, good bad. It's just, it's just so meh. Like, there's nothing that, special about it. That sucks. That really sucks. But regardless of what we do, we'll have a fun time. Uh, and also, for new Patreons, if you want to send us your social media info, either on Twitter, Facebook, or email, or Patreon, so we can give you a proper shout-out. But if you want to uh, vote on show topics and be a part of our awesome community, just head on over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And tonight, Derek is talking about... music right there <laughs> it is before we dive in uh, i gotta give a shout out to joey image who says he's a new patreon as of 10 seconds ago Sweet. so shout out to our newest patreon yes <laughs> mr joey image welcome we, we aboard, love jo- sir. we love joey image here on the nerd cave retro show but what i'm going to be talking about uh, this week is a game that i've now spent uh, fairly extensive time with and that is kid chameleon which is a 1992 platform game developed and published by Sega, released for the Sega Genesis. I've been playing it on the Sega Genesis Mini, which now that I've spent extensive time with it, and I can't believe I'm saying this, when it comes to like the mini consoles that have come out, I think the Sega Genesis is the best one. I think so too. I, but I haven't played this on it yet. I've had it for, what, a year and a half now? two years and I still haven't played kid chameleon yet. I don't know why I never got around to playing it. Well, and I was looking for a a good platform game to play and I've, I wanted to do something that wasn't Nintendo related. So I literally just Googled, you know, good Sega Genesis games or the best Sega Genesis games or something like that. And this is one that came up and I was like, okay, it looks, it looks pretty cool. The graphics look pretty good and it's on the Genesis mini. So, I've uh, been playing it fairly extensively, and uh, essentially what the story is, and the story is like straight out of a 90s movie or a 90s series, and that is, so you go to this, um, the the arcade's not listed, which sucks, but um, basically this arcade machine is like absorbing kids it's, it's called wild side wild side yep i just yep. pulled it up here so basically wild side is like this new arcade game and if you lose then the machine is technically like takes your like sucks you in or whatever so you play as kid chameleon to try and rescue everyone tron much and, anyone <laughs> exactly i was like where are you jeff bridges yeah. <laughs> I haven't found the Jeff Bridges cameo, which is very disappointing. But um, as far as the gameplay, it plays pretty much like any platformer that you would expect from that era. Does he have What's a skateboard? Cool? Um, not that I've seen, but... Well, they put the him cool- on a skateboard on the cover, and it seems like if you're going to put a skateboard on the cover, that should be part of the game. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, the cool thing about this game is that you do get several different outfits that you wear. Cause like you play as, you know, normal kid chameleon and pretty much jump is your only attack and your health isn't very, very high. Like you don't have much health. I, like I do the, like, I just read the name of the final boss, heady metal, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I uh, could go so, bad places with that, but I won't. Uh, that sounds like the name of like a 2000s metal band. <laughs> it's Headley. <laughs> Headley metal. But no, you get various different outfits. Like you get a samurai outfit. You basically collect different helmets. 
that give you different abilities. So you get like a samurai helmet. You get one that's pretty Jason Voorhees-ish, mm-hmm. like to the point where I would have been like, I might I might send them a cease and desist. Because <laughs> literally you, you, you have the hockey mask and I think you have a um, like so, a small axe that you use. So a little bit of splatterhouse in there too. Little bit, <laughs> little bit. Um, you get um, I don't know exactly what you would call it, but you get a helmet with horns on it that gives you kind of the powers of a rhino, where you can run through, <laughs> you know, weak walls and things like that. Uh, but it's the gameplay itself is actually pretty fun. But the the crazy thing about this, and this is probably my biggest gripe with the game. The game is actually huge. There's a grand total of 103 levels. Wow. Which is insane for a game of that era. Does it have any kind of save system or is it the dreaded uh what the, they call the password it? system? Yeah, the password system. Um I believe it's been several days since I played it, but with the Genesis Mini you have the ability to save and load however you want so that's kind of what i've been doing okay but um oh it does it does say right here it said despite the game's considerable length there was yeah there's no password system system or other method of saving the game ew but at least with the genesis mini you have you can create save states so yeah basically the the deal with the levels is this so you go through each level and you can find teleporters that will take you to different paths, which will then end the level at different points besides its, you know, standard ending. Okay. So you go, you can go on different paths, but the problem with that is a lot of the levels feel the same. Yeah. And you, you, you played the music at the, at the beginning of the segment, but there's not a lot of variety in the music either. It's like you get the same two to three tracks that play. So it's, there's not a lot of variety in that. And I know that might be a little nitpicky, but as someone who loves video game music, that's always something that I look for. Yeah. That's always something that, um, I always appreciated, especially even, you know, uh, way back then in, you know, the NES era, the Je- Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, if you had a game and you had a music for each, like different music for each level. Um, and that was what I love so much about like Ninja Gaiden. You mm-hmm. rarely ever heard the same music twice throughout the game. Like e- each level had its own theme, and I loved it when games did that because there were a lot of games out there that just played the same song over and over again. Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing with with Kid Chameleon. Now I do like the graphics and the kind of the character design because it reminds me a little bit of. I think South Park would be the right way to describe it. Cause you know how the, well, I say that in the, you know how the characters have like their giant heads yeah, and small yeah. bodies. That's kind of, if you look at kid chameleon, uh, when you're playing the game, his head is really big <laughs> and his body is kind of small. And even the enemies are like that too. I just had a, a thought in my head of, of what if you gave Cartman the, uh, it's called the Berserker helmet you were talking about, uh, with a horn helmet, uses his horns as a weapon to charge up, destroying enemies that blocks his way. I, I could imagine that being something Cartman would use in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the song from Clerks. Yeah. Berserker. <laughs> my love for you is like a truck. Bazaar. <laughs> yeah, so the different power-ups you have, you have the Iron Knight, which is uh, you're able to climb walls. <laughs> Joey finished that line in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't repeat that on air. Yeah, but you have to go, who... go watch Clerks. Ask your, ask yeah. your uh, cool uncle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you have Red Stealth, which is your samurai power-up. Berserker, we mentioned. You have the Maniacs which is, I call it Jason Voorhees. Uh, my favorite one, though, is the Juggernaut. And I'm the no, Juggernaut, it's not, bitch. <laughs> I'm just, no, it's not like the Mutant <laughs> X-Men. But you get to drive a tank, mm. which is really cool. Uh, you have Micromax, which is, you're basically a fly. You have Iclops, Skycutter, which you get uh, like a hoverboard, so that's kind of the same as 
the the skateboard we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. and then you have the cyclone helmet which you're able to um to fly so you get you get a pretty good variety of power-ups and i i still think the the red stealth and juggernaut are my two favorites but and when you get the helmets you get more health but the problem is whenever you are depleted you go back to being kid chameleon mm. and you have like one bar of health Ooh. so so you gotta you gotta be kind of smart whenever you're you're playing through uh these various levels but it, it's not it's not a bad game i did enjoy playing it i wouldn't call it you know, one of my favorite platformers I've ever played. I feel like, and I've said this before about different games like this on the show, if this was a game that I grew up playing, I would probably love it. Hmm. But I don't have that nostalgic feel yeah. when I play it. And don't get me wrong, I did like playing it because I like games of that era, and it reminded me of being a kid sitting at, you know, my parents' house or my uncle's house playing Genesis or Super Nintendo. But it's it's not bad. Well, this is definitely one of those uh, Genesis games. And when I think of the Genesis, even though I've never played it, you know, I it was just kind of one of those one of those flagship games for the Genesis back in the day. There was a lot of advertising for it. Every time you saw, you know, a Genesis ad, there was Kid Chameleon. Uh, you know, either a screenshot or something. You go to the store. It's like one of the most prominent games, you know, set right there next to the Genesis. So it was, you know, it was a very prominent game for the Genesis. And I remember this game back in the day. But like you said, I never played it. So I, I don't really have any kind of nostalgia for it. But I, I would like to go back and, and fire the old Genesis Mini up and give it a whirl. Yeah, you should. I, I think you would enjoy it. I feel like you'd probably feel about it the same way I do. That it's it's not a bad game. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, and uh, Freddy vs. All mentioned it in uh, the chat, it ha has vibes of Kirby where you get different abilities that you can use. Yeah, and I love so Kirby. Yeah, Kirby's fun. And it's weird, I, like, because I never played Kirby back in the back then either. I thought it was, it looked like a kid's game. And then I played it for the review last year, a year before, and I was like, man, I missed out on a really good game. Oh, Kirby's great. Yeah, I, I believe it's Kirby's Dreamland 3 is on the, the SNES store mm -hmm. on the Switch. So I've played that a little bit uh, as well. So no, Kirby's fun. But uh, Mega placed the game at number 35 in their top Mega Drive games of all time, and Retro Sanctuary placed the game at number 31 in their top 100 Mega Drive games of all time. Wow. Uh, Megatech Magazine said it was let down by the lack of challenge. And, yeah, I I don't disagree with that. You know, it, it, it did feel kind of monotonous going through the levels at times, but I think that also has to do with the fact that they all kind of felt the same. Yeah, maybe it was a little too long. Yeah, like I, on like, paper, it sounds cool that they put over 100 levels in the game, but if you're not going to try and you know, vary it up a little bit. Yeah, I think maybe they sacrificed you know, a little bit of creativity and maybe some, a little bit of, uh, I don't know, like, would you rather have a, a shorter game that's a little more difficult, or would you rather have an easy game that's long but monotonous? Yeah. So kind of a trade-off there. I think maybe if you cut the levels in half, you'd still have an impressive number for that era, and they could have focused on making it a little more challenging and varying up the level design a little yeah. bit, where you don't feel like... You know, it's the same thing with just maybe a slightly different background and slightly different music. Hmm. Well, but, I'll, still uh, give it a, I'll give it a try. Like I said, I'll, yeah, I haven't played my Genesis Mini in a while, so I need to fire it up and play, play some stuff on it. You should. And I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it, I'd say probably a 6.5. Yeah, I'll say 6.5. I was yeah. going to go up to 7, but we'll say 6.5. Not great, it, not bad, just kind of right there in yeah, the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun if you're a fan of the platforming genre. I definitely check it out, but it was it was all right. Yeah, is how I would describe it. Well, awesome. Um, like I said, we're uh, Derek is not going to be here 
next week. So uh, our community manager, who is in the chat right now, Bethany Fox, will be joining me on the show. And uh, I'm not sure he's going to be reviewing something. And I'm not sure what it is yet. He hasn't let me know. But I'm still, I did a Patreon poll um, about a month ago. I haven't had to review anything for a while. But um, I'm going to do Lost Vikings. Lost Vikings won the uh, the Patreon poll. So my next review is going to be Lost Vikings. So I think it might be the week after. Nice. Next week. Yeah, and I'll be, that'll be the first week of August. So I should be... I should be back for that show as well. Yeah, and I'm excited about uh, Lost Viking because uh, uh, Joey Image said in the, uh, I knew he would get it in uh, the chat room. It's one of the very first games by Blizzard, who is known for World of Warcraft and Diablo. This was a very very early title for them. For actually, their I think their very first game they ever made for the Super Nintendo. So I'm oh, cool. excited to play it. I'm gonna stream it too. So, uh, Hopefully I can do it this weekend, but if not, definitely maybe next Monday night I'll be able to stream it. Fantastic. So awesome. Um, anything else you'd like to throw out there before we leave this week? Now, just as always, check out the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. A new episodes drop every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, as well as YouTube. Uh, you can follow the show on social media at D Diamond Podcast. I'll be probably posting the thread um, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, I'll be doing top five movie twists. Oh, so that's be a sure good to, top five. Be sure to, uh, and I'm going to be recording it uh, on Friday. So okay. just uh, be on the lookout on social media for that. And uh, it, sh- it should be a good one. So the, the Patreons picked a, a good top five. That's a, that is but, good. So, so yeah, be sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that, and yeah, just as always, uh, check out the show. Awesome. Did you ever play uh, Pokemon? Bethany said uh, mo- po- he's thinking Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX because it's a remake of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red and Blue Rescue Team. So I've heard a lot about those games, but I've never played any of them. So I'll uh, I'll look forward to hearing what he has to say about it next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to me because I've never played anything Pokemon in my life. So <laughs> every time <laughs> you guys review something Pokemon, I'm, it's it's new to me. <laughs> but um, before we go, go check out my other podcast, the Open Micers Podcast at Open Micers on Twitter and Open Micers Podcast on Facebook. Um, we've been having some really good guests. We just talked to last week. We talked to, uh, uh, Kevin special K Harris, who is, uh, one of the founders of the sound. Uh, they have a new app that they just put out and they're one of the biggest, um, uh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking They're, I guess, internet radio for unsigned bands. And that's oh, cool. pretty much, I mean, they do play some signed band stuff, but um, they're actually, they've become big enough at this point where they're getting whatever they spin, whatever they play on their app gets counted to the charts and all that stuff. Like they, you know, they have to fill out paperwork for the stuff they played and it gets counted. So that's a big, big deal. So if you want to learn about some new bands that you've never heard of before, go check out that episode and uh, check out the sounds app. Um, but you uh, you can go to thesound228.com to go check that out, too. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty good episode. Go check that out. And uh, that's going to be it for this week. So anything else you forgot before we walk out the door? I don't think so. I think I'm good. It was so good having you back this week. It was. It was good to be back. This felt right. It was like slipping into the, the Falcon, you know, with <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chewie and you're Han Solo and you got... You know, finally got you out of the the carbonite, and we're flying off of Tatooine, <laughs> and you know everything's right with the world. To uh, to steal a quote from The Force Awakens, you tell him Han Solo just took back the Millennium yeah. Falcon. <laughs> I need to get a clip of that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. This remind me to get a clip of that this weekend for the end of the show. You can play it for whenever I have to come back at the yeah. end of August. <laughs> awesome. Well, let me uh, pull up our notes here before I get lost and play our music. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Any cool uh, articles you find or anything you want to talk to us about, send it on over to our, our email. 
Uh, you can also find us at NerdCaveRetro.com. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash NerdCaveRetro. And, of course, Instagram and Twitter at NerdCaveRetro and individually at JFantastic and at Derek underscore Diamond. Go get our merch. Everything right now is 35% off for the next, like, two weeks. Go get whatever you need right over there at ncrmerch.com uh also patreon patreon.com slash retro helps support the show and you get those commentary tracks every month and of course you can't do that leave us a review wherever podcasts are given away for free Derek, please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the triforce yes Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. <laughs>